Meta Knight is the perfect antithesis for Kirby, and I for one am glad to see him back in the mantle. When Kirby first made his leap onto consoles with Kirby's adventure on the NES, this brooding figure joined the fray, and he stayed a consistent anti-hero throughout the series ever since. In my mind, his role in the franchise differs greatly from the purpose that King DDD serves as the main villain. Meta Knight is much more the anti-hero, which I think is an important spot for him to fill. In contrast to the cuddling, adorable world of Kirby, he has a dark ambition that spawns some questionable decisions, all while remaining fair and honorable. So when recent games started to stray away from him in that light, I was a little disappointed. Although I enjoyed the fights, it felt like there was some element missing from those installments. And that was until I played the series' 2018 title. Meta Knight's role in Kirby's Star Allies is great because it brought him back to his anti-hero roots and kept the best parts of the non-Meta Knight fights. So today, let's take a look into how HAL Laboratories worked with the character throughout the series and see what it might mean for the series' future. So to first look at Meta Knight's famous boss battle pattern, we can see it established right out the gate in his first appearance. A common staple of these fights is that the masked foe will give you a sword before you begin. In a chunk of cases, it's not even optional. He'll just wait there for hours on end until you take up the weapon. And his interest in a fair fight is a huge part of the entire encounter. Take a look at his moveset here in Adventure. The slashes, the movement speed, even his jump height equate pretty closely to Kirby's basic loadout. And unlike the way that your abilities function in different boss fights, in this case, you can't lose the sword ability, which plays even further into the notion of a fair fight. This makes the whole fight stick out immensely from the rest of the game's roster of bosses. No longer can you choose how to approach the battle and prepare with your own decisions, since Meta Knight requires you fight him on his terms. For this reason, I think examples like this encounter can feel much more difficult because of this limitation, which, when taken into consideration with his story purpose, makes a lot of sense. His characterization in games like Nightmare and Dreamland has him almost testing Kirby before he's ready to fight the ultimate evil. Set in an even playing field, what makes sense is the best way to test not only Kirby's skill, but also the player's ability to work under certain limitations. He's much more of a foil to what Kirby represents. And I think that's best seen in the animations after you defeat him. A common pattern here is that his mask will break to reveal a Kirby-reminiscent entity who looks stunned before promptly teleporting away. Every fight plays into the notion that Meta Knight might not always be the ultimate villain, but more so a harsh force that better defines Kirby's motives. With all that said, does his appearance in Kirby Star Allies live up to this pattern? Well, I certainly think so. Right off the bat, we start off with that ever-familiar scene of the knight atop some platform, back-turned, and a sword offered to the player with an invitation to grab it. From here, the fight plays out with a lot of reminiscent elements to his past experiences. He slashes at Kirby much in the same way he's been doing since back in Adventure, but also adds in a charge attack that can solo out anyone caught by it for some devastating damage. And while it's cool to see this battle play out in such a familiar way, it does admittedly feel too easy since the player is given all the potential to roll in with a full crew and mop the floor with the poor guy. That is to say, until the fight turns on its head completely once the second phase begins. After weakening the foe to half health, his eyes glow an eerie purple as he summons his own set of clones to correlate with your own number of team members. This once again takes the battle back to that central theme with this anti-hero, fairness. His attacks finally become more evenly dispersed from this point to ultimately take out the team on a wider range. 
and examples such as his rock strike beautifully play into this notion. And finally, the clones merge back to one, and he finishes the fight just as it started, to solo out Kirby for victory. From here, you land the final blow and free him from the Jamba Heart. This gives you the opportunity to add him to your roster akin to Return to Dreamland, or simply watch the iconic animation of his mask shattering to reveal his real self before disappearing away. And really, I'm glad to see this fight play out in such a familiar way to how his pattern started in his first appearances. Because, for a while there, it seemed that the Kirby series was drifting away from Meta Knight's role as an anti-hero with honor. For example, look at Kirby in the Amazing Mirror, which features a fight with Meta Knight that misses a lot of the key elements we discussed here. Without offering you a sword, the battle takes on a lot more imbalance than what we'd come to expect and, as such, doesn't really feel like a traditional Meta Knight boss fight. Fittingly, this is because it was, in fact, the Mirror World's Dark Clone of Meta Knight, creatively titled Dark Meta Knight. Good job there, guys. This dark copy has a moveset comprised of essentially a more powerful version of the same tactics used by Meta Knight and Superstar, which is another game where the character's use is much more villainous and reprehensible, as he tries to take over Dreamland for being too lazy. Defeating this more evil version also yields a different result, as the penultimate boss literally shatters to pieces. And this isn't necessarily an independent event in the Kirby franchise, since circumstances occur likewise in the appearance of the Mecha Knight forms in Kirby Planet Robobot. In this case, the Hallman Works company captures the knight and transforms into this bizarre cyborg figure. In the game, you fight two versions of this so-called Mecha Knight, and the battles don't hit the same expectations of fairness. He'll be firing off barrages of missiles, shooting lasers out of his mask, and even coating himself in some electricity. I mean, his Mega Knight Plus form in the rematch features some crazy scorpion tail thing that he uses for all sorts of attacks. It's a fun and compelling fight, don't get me wrong, but place it alongside his original battle structure in Adventure or even the remake in Nightmare in Dreamland, and it feels entirely different. And really, I'd argue that all these encounters don't fire on the same patterns we'd come to expect from a Meta Knight fight. And as such, they don't work as replacements. But in a substantial amount of his appearances, Hal favors using these alternate versions or portrayals of Meta Knight instead of his more familiar characterization. Amazing Mirror and Robobot, despite clear ties to the iconic character, don't feature a fight with him that evokes the same concepts as his roots. But, in complete fairness to those battles, they do serve up some great points of gameplay, and I personally think there is a place for them to be included, but not as replacements, rather supplements. Let me explain with an example of a non-traditional knight boss fight that I think works great within the series. Galactonite. This character serves as an ultimate warrior only summoned for true challengers with his first appearance occurring when Nova releases him to fight Meta Knight at the end of his own campaign in Superstar Ultra. So, because of that lore, I think it's perfect to have this boss appear in the various additional boss arena modes as an extra challenge. His moves are definitely reminiscent of Meta Knight, with that signature spin attack in his arsenal standing out. But he also will summon enemies and call upon much more elemental attacks, it's clear that the attention to a fair fight isn't applied here as it would be with Meta Knight. But given his story function and more optional placement within how the game is set up, it makes much more sense for deviation here, in my mind. And hey, I think Star Allies handles this great too, using the boss as a final enemy within the guest star, Star Allies Go mode. 
Plus, his transformation to Morpho Knight here also gives a fun nod to Meta Knight's beta design, which further solidifies his experience as a supplement to the character, in my opinion. In this example, there's not the same pattern of multiple copies spawning to balance out with your team like in Star Allies Meta Knight fight, but his attacks cover a wide scale that can still have the same effect to spread damage evenly across the team. It even uses an element from the game's Meta Knight fight, where you can parry his attacks with a sword and then cause him to flinch for an opportunity to attack. So if I had to set a blueprint for future Kirby games to follow, I would gladly place that on Kirby Star Allies, which, in my opinion, delivers a stellar example of bringing back the same anti-hero patterns we've come to love from Meta Knight, all the while offering up the same thrill of dueling a more villainous portrayal of the character.